The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Field, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Jesse Holly, Kurt Daniels, and Nate Newton. Jesse. What's going on <laughs> across, across the, the sea? <laughs> it ain't the. It ain't it ain't the, the it, uh, uh, What's going on, man? It's the Lava Petunia's <laughs> Championship Plaza outside in front of the Four Center. Even though I am not there, I can still see it where yes. I'm at. It is a beautiful 55 degrees this morning, high of 79. I don't know what it is where you guys are at, but I'm sure it is lovely. That is Kurt Daniels, the hey. Emmy Award winning. That is Nate Newton, the three-time Super Bowl winning champion. Our boy, Chris Beam, in the back, keeping us up and running. I am Zaddy Holly. Together, we make Hanging with the Boys, the sports talk equivalent of Braille. People feel, feel us. There we go. Well, uh, hold on, Jesse. Good what, morning, uh, gentlemen. We feeling again. What, what type of shirt is that? What we feeling this morning? Tell us what that shirt is. Listen, I, okay. I, I don't... You know I love a you know I love a good shirt with right. some good color in it, man. Right, um, right. I don't even know what kind of somebody will tell me what kind of hydrangeas flower this is. Is that, right. a, is that a jersey thing? Uh, What's going on now? No, it's uh, it's it's, it's an election just, day. I like thing? the color. I election just, day is that it? It's it's an election day. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I am in New Jersey because today is election day. My big brother Jamel Holly is running for mayor. For the third time, he's already a two-time mayor, so he's come back for the third time, and things are looking good for us, fellas. The Holly family is looking really, really good, but I'm excited to be with you all this morning as we dig and dive into mini camp is starting. Yes, it is. Mini camp is starting, and Nate, you have you, you have a feeling about mini camp and OTAs and all of this off-season stuff. So I'm gonna let you have the floor, Nate, and you tell us. How you feel about it? About minicamp? About OTAs? Yeah. Uh, I, I have Jesse. You just set me up because I, I don't. I don't have no <laughs> feelings about it, man. Uh, it, it is not a physical thing. That's, that's what I wanted to no, hear. It is not a physical thing. It's all mental. And okay, are they? Do you think they're still able to get the work in and the development they need? Yeah, as far as the mental aspect, this this is what's uh disappointing is they're putting in they, they can put stuff in much faster than when me and Jesse did it because we had to we had to go out there and physically run fast, mm-hmm. hit, do all so we we not only dealing with the mental, we was dealing with the physical. Yeah. Well now you just straight they can just get day in and day out put ten new things in because it ain't like you going on the field and uh, get a lot of work uh, yeah. physically to exhaust you so you can't gather this stuff mentally. Uh, the, 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 what you don't want to see, and we and you put it in your notes, we don't want to see Jalen Tobert not know. We don't need another high-round draft pick not know how to line up next year. Yeah. What was minicamp, OTAs, and all this personal stuff that we've done, it, it didn't amount to nothing. So that, that that's my big issue is. Does it, does it hurt them that even though, yes, it's all mental, they can't quite learn it until they got the pads on and are really good? Uh, no. 
it it's more like college. In, in college, and Jesse will attest to this, in college we are uh, you you didn't go on no pads uh early. Mm-hmm. When you know when you got out of when you got out of spring training, with spring training we we was in pads. Yeah. Back when we played, we were in pads every day. But even now, these kids are not in pads, mm-hmm. but they're running. Uh if you can run fast uh, to a certain extent, because it's all about can you get yourself up to the level of the game? How far away is you from the level of the game? So a lot of college coaches still have their kids out there running fast, moving fast, yeah. hustling, you know, trying to get some exhaustion in that way. But it's all about the mental thing. And, uh, and if these guys can go out here, line up, uh, get some speed in, Along with his mental, they should be all right because the league is the same across the board. Yeah. The coaches don't call the shots anymore. Yeah, the, the GMs don't call the shots anymore. The league call the shots. The, the one thing I would push back on, Nate, when it comes to on-the-field stuff, uh, like you alluded to, in college, you do have that period of spring ball where it's live right. action, where right. it's legit – pads on, you know, maybe not tackling to the ground unless you're in the spring game, but there is some thudding and some hitting. And the the biggest part about the learning curve is what happens when the live bullets are flying. And I, I, you know, speaking of Jalen Tobey, we're not, we're not beating a dead horse, but I I can't help but to go back to that play when he was in the season where Jalen Tobey got inserted in the game and he lines up and he's looking in at the football but he's lined up offsides mm-hmm. and he's just standing there a foot in front of the football and looking into the football at the football. And, and, that, and that to me is different when when you do everything is all a walkthrough, which a lot of these practices are or it's a, you know, a jog through. There's something about when the when the live bullets start flowing, where does your mind go? Because everybody doesn't have the temperament or the mindset of. When things get chaotic, that I get calm. Uh, you know, you, if you if you're ever around like Navy SEALs, you get to try to speak to Navy SEALs or, or or people like that. They'll tell you that in the in the most chaotic moment is when they become their calmest. Is when they know that they they can't get erratic like the situation. They can't let the situation elevate them to a point where they're not able to think correctly. And I think that's the part that's missing when you when you take the pads away. And I get it. This is self-inflicted. The players wanted this. This wasn't an ownership thing. This wasn't a, a, a league thing. This was a player's want to take the pads off, to have less hitting, to have all those things. But what in return, what happens is, especially for those young guys coming in, now when you have to add into that point of, all right, the live bullets are flying, and to Nate's point, when that fatigue kicks, kicks in, I don't know what coach or what person said it. They said, but fatigue will make cowards of us all. It's what happens when you get a little bit tired. You get a little bit tired. You get a little bit exhausted. You get a little bit of kind of just the situation gets a little bit elevated. Now, what does your mental do? Because if you haven't trained for that, if you haven't prepared yourself for that, especially a young guy, you get in these situations and all of a sudden your brain goes haywire and you don't have the ability to to, to properly lock in and focus and have the game slow down for you. Instead, it speeds up and now you're erratic, it's erratic, and now things are all over the place. And, and as you know, especially offensively and defensively as well, is when you have a certain guy that's not on the same page with a quarterback or, a, you know, alignment aren't all going in the same direction. Now guys are missing blocks, guys are missing assignments, and that can be, that, that can be a devastating blow to your football team. 
Yeah. They now the difference here between OTAs and minicamp is minicamps are mandatory, so you expect yeah. everybody to be there. They can do seven on seven drills, eleven on eleven drills. I think the like receivers and corners can do one on ones, but there's no live contact, no hitting, no pads other than helmets and that sort of thing. So not being able to do this, like you were saying, and get prepared with the physical aspect of it along with the mental, does that hurt this hurt teams, I guess. Every NFL team faces it. We've joked about the first four games of the regular season and actually the preseason. Guys, they are. Guys are, is, they are it, ain't no joke. Yeah, they it hurt, are. Does it hurt more then or does it hurt more <laughs> later in the year because they, they run into that fatigue like you were talking about, Justin? When, 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 you have not, when you have not made sure, when you scouted these young guys, either first-year players or rookies or second-year players, you scouted these guys – and not talk to the right people to find out that their mentals, like Jesse, be like, how's your dentals and your mentals? Mm-hmm. When you find out their mentals are loose and not, and not strong, that's when you run into this. Jesse talking about a mental thing, you know, uh, and that and that's where these guys, that's where it hurts your team. Yeah. When you got a third round pick, or you got a, a first round pick who you depending on. For 65% of your snaps, like, hey, this guy got to develop. He's got to be something to help our team. And you find out, wow. Yeah. And, and that, that's where it hurts, man. Uh, but if you got a b- bunch of smart guys uh, that can make that adjustment, can transfer that from the classroom to 100 miles an hour in the game, it's much easier to get it going. Uh, I just think with this new offense, Justin, you can speak to this as a wide receiver about the West Coast uh, normal, you know, because I was just in a number system that, mm-hmm. you know, you went where the numbers say go. Uh, but this West Coast thing is a little bit different. And the paragraphs can get pretty long. You know, you can quarterback <laughs> and go in there, in there and have a long paragraph. You got a lot of things to do. Am I correct, Jesse? I'm not saying it wrong. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. That Those paragraphs does get a little bit long. The verbiage does get a little bit lengthy. I think one of the things that they're going to try to do is, is take some of the concepts and keep them in the same language that Dak was used to, right? Because it's always like, you know, always be quarterback friendly, be Dak friendly. The biggest thing about this West Coast offense is it's now getting your linemen to adjust to the quickness of how where the ball is coming out, the ball being released, and then now have your quarterback receivers and running backs and tight ends all being on the same page timing-wise. That's the biggest thing about the West Coast offense. It's timing. Everything now, and all offenses are timed, right, in a sense, but this is more, this is even more sped up. And there's more responsibility in the route running. What I mean by that is you have one situation where a receiver will see an adjustment from the line of scrimmage when the coverage changes pre-snap. One thing about the West Coast offense is they do a lot of literally in-route adjustments. They do the you can snap, you can see one thing pre-snap, the ball is snapped, the defense now rotates to, you know, middle of the field open, middle of the field closed, and now mid-route, you have to be able to see that adjustment and then make the right decision. Those are the things that when you look at mini camps and training camps and those preseason games, when you're implementing a new offense or a new style of offense that you want to see those guys get connected with, because what you don't want to have is what we saw a couple of times last year in the old offense where receiver and quarterback weren't on the same page, receiver, uh, quarterback and tight end weren't on the same page. And it led to untimely turnovers and that, you know, turnovers in any game uh, uh, can, can kill you, but especially when you're trying to get, 
a new offense off the ground in a year, might I add, where there's going to be a ton of pressure on Dak Prescott. There's going to be a ton of pressure on Mike McCarthy for this thing, for them to get this ball rolling early so that this team can look like a formidable opponent and a formidable Super Bowl contender uh, by the end of the year. So, so what can, because there's no contact now, I would think trying to work on those timings and the speed of the game with the linemen is a lot, lot tougher. What can they do now to kind of build on that, start building that foundation? Speed. One thing that the limited times I was around most West Coast offenses is, regardless of whether it was a mini camp or whatever, Jesse, maybe it was different for you, but these guys believed in running fast, running, running their routes yep. wide open, quarterback throwing the ball. They, now, the linemen could be doing what they want to do, but the, the receivers and the running, everybody wide open. These coaches demanded now, they didn't want you diving at the ball. They weren't going to let no cornerback jam, uh, uh, hit you deep down the field. But they wanted you running that thing wide open. Yeah. And I don't know if they, they were, if Coach McCarthy would ask for that or the receiver coach. But if, the quicker you, the closer you can become to game speed, the easier it is when day, game day starts. Mm-hmm. And that's what Jesse's saying. If, if you used to just jog, try not that to the end of the line. Hey, go to defense, lollygagging around. What are you learning? Yeah. They, they, uh, yeah, I was supposed to be back there in the deep third, but I, I didn't get back there. Well, you gave your, your wide receiver a bad read. So now when the season starts, yep. and we laugh about Nate Noon saying the first four games are straight preseason, all of a sudden <laughs> that's what we see. Right. Yeah. You know, we were fortunate, very fortunate last year. We were very fortunate. Especially with and that I, going on. Yeah, and so I don't. I don't think fortune rides like that year in and year out. Yeah. You know, can they make are, can they make <laughs> roster decisions now in minicamp? Yeah, yeah. You, people try to disagree with me. They be, oh yeah, we, we this last preseason game we got four spots. So man, tell that to, tell that to an idiot. They know who they want <laughs> on the scene. They know who they want on this team, yeah. and, and they will know when training camp, they may say, okay, this training camp, we got to make a decision on these four guys. Mm-hmm. Because with the lack of running wide open, the lack of uh, getting after it during training camp, how are you going to tell me, you, I ain't never hit a, a lick and a snake. I'm a fourth-round pick. I ain't never hit nobody. Yeah. You know, I, how do you know that I can play in the game? The preseason don't mean that much. How you know can I play? Ain't nobody ran no different schemes. I just done went out there and ran against a basic 4-3. So how do you know I can really play when I don't play against a bunch of garbage dudes? <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. So you got to know who you're, who going to make your team. You got to have a, you know, yeah. j- you may disagree, Jess. No, no, you, you, I, no, 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 no. I agree wholeheartedly. And, and the reason being is uh, – like Will McClay is no idiot, right? Like he's no dummy if by far. And so they look at these guys and they go, all right, this guy, he's on, I mean, 60% of your roster is already all, you know, 67% is already made. Like if they had to choose today, they can tell you 60 to 70% of their roster who it is. And now it's a guy here and there, but That'll what, jump what you, you look for in OTAs, I thought it'd be what you look for in OTAs, Right now, no, about sixty-seven percent. Like, and that's and that's the guy that you you know come back from last year. Your draft picks are still you know of course in there, and then you're looking for that. You're looking for those guys that are saying, okay, 
who can I put on this roster that will that will show up now after minicamp that number will rise again the biggest thing that you want to see in in the OTAs and the minicamps um is uh, football is 90% mental 10% physical and that's the biggest thing. I, I want to know that this person <laughs> Jesse, or this stop, player. Stop, Jess. Stop, Jess. Stop. <laughs> Say that. Repeat that again. It is. Repeat what you just said. Football is football is 90% mental and 10% physical. Until you get hit. And then it turns <laughs> into 90% physical and 10% yeah, mental. No, no, no. Until you get hit. No, yeah. Because here's it's, the thing. Nate, 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 Kurt, listen, guys. We've all been hit. Like we've all been hit. You you don't get you're talking you talking to a veteran. To the National Football League. <laughs> Tell Jalen Tobert that. You don't get hit. Yeah. <laughs> you know Jalen Jalen Tobert's problem wasn't that he couldn't take a hit. Jalen Tobert wasn't it that he couldn't do What was Jalen Tobert's problem? Mental. Jalen Tobert couldn't figure out where the hell yeah. to line up at. Jalen Tobert couldn't fill out what the hell to do on the football field. It wasn't his physical attributes. Lights, the physical attributes what got to action. What got him? Lights. That's mental. Camera, that is all action. mental. Uh, that always, is all mental. That is all mental. Check your dentals. I, I do agree that for guys at your level, <laughs> yeah, at that point it becomes mental. But for guys like me, physically, there's no way I could ever be on that field. So it's, you know, I, but I understand. I dude tried guys, you're, no. Dude tried to bear to me. Yeah, I got a Harvard degree. I said, let me drop this hammer on your head. <laughs> And see what and see what how you thinking after about ten plays. This is, I, I bet you I think clearer to you. He looked at me like what? I said, let me jack this hammer against your forehead about three times, and let me see how, how you can break down this trigger number after that. <laughs> All right, fellas, man, we're gonna take a break and do a little math because Nate didn't drop the hammer on our heads. Time. So after this, <laughs> after this break, man, we'll continue to talk about the Cowboys OTAs mini camps. Who's the pressure on this year? Can things change for the Cowboys? Are the Cowboys Super Bowl contenders? What do they have to do? All the things that you guys want to hear about right here on Hanging with the Boys. Stay right here with us. Yes. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and Cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of fan you are. 
So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't-really-care fan, a we-got-em-next-time fan or we'll-never-win-again fan, a here-for-the-tailgate fan or a first-one-through-the-gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier, too. So whether you're a here-every-week fan or haven't been here in years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great seats. Back to hanging with the boys. Ah, let's see. Join us for a Dallas Cowboys Juneteenth celebration in partnership with Miller Lite at Miller Lighthouse at AT&T Stadium on Saturday, June 17th from 4 to 8 p.m. Enjoy live entertainment, play lawn games, shop at local black-owned businesses. For more information, visit attstadium.com slash Juneteenth. This segment brought to you by Blockchain. Was that what was that? Oh, that was my bad. Sorry. <laughs> that was June. That was a Juneteenth celebration right there. All right. <laughs> nice. As we, as we continue to dive into the Cowboys offseason, uh, of course, the conversation will always continue to be, especially when you're talking about names and stardom is the money. Um, you know, what guys will be signed, what guys won't be signed. Uh, how things will work out. But there's one player that Jerry's kind of continued to keep kind of his name in his mouth a little bit. Pause. (laughs) We've tried to move on from it, but we quite can't. And Jerry uh, comes out and he's still talking about your boy, Nate, the the one, the only, Mr. Feed Me himself, Ezekiel Elliott. Why, Why do you think that when this conversation hasn't been put to bed, I have my thoughts, but I'm going to let you guys kind of give me your thoughts about it. Why do you think Jerry and Steven and, and company haven't put this Zeke Elliott story completely to bed, but it's always the door is still open. We haven't closed the door on that. We're thinking, we're, you know, we're, we're looking at all our options and, and that option isn't dead yet. Why, why do you think this haven't put an end to the Ezekiel Elliott saga? Because he, you know who he is and what he does for your team. Hmm. You know, he know his role, uh, and I think they think that he will accept his role. He will not be a detriment to the team. That's why I think they won't put it to bed. So I mean, you, so you think? See, like I, I wonder, does he know? Would he know his role and accept his role? And even if he would sign for three million. He would come he back and such, accept his role. You yes. think so? He's not such a big presence that nah, that nah, Paula, because would have, Paula would constantly be looking over his shoulder. I think, I think in this way, Zeke is a lot more mature than people want to give him credit for when it comes to this right here, because they still don't want to get to, uh, Pollard the ball more than twenty snaps a game. They still do not want to do that. Hmm. You, you, when Tony's at his best, it's around fifteen to twenty carries, touches whether it's throwing the ball to him or handing it to him. You you don't want to lose that. He's got – if you keep it the way you have it at now, Tony can play another three years and be very, very explosive. You 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 app him up just about five more snaps a game. You won't have that guy by the end of the year. Hmm. So uh, we know who Zeke is. We know what he can do. And he's mature enough, I think, I think because even last year – when Tony was getting all the fame, did we lose Zeke? I know the money was big for Zeke, but he can, he can float around out here. Right. And if he don't get anything, 
Would you rather put your money on Zeke or would you rather put it on the new six-round draft pick? True. He has that veteran. Yeah. My, 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 my opinion is completely different than both of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Completely different. Mm-hmm. Completely different. Well, and, give it to us, Jess. Mine is a two-part opinion. Okay. I'm going to give it to you. Mine is a two-part opinion. Give it to us, Part Jess. one is I think that I think that Jerry Jones continues to keep the Zeke Elliott thing in his mouth in the conversation is one he know he knows when he says it or he doesn't say it or he leaves that um that mysterious type of outcome to it we talk about it i think it's still a topic of conversation for the cowboys and for the cowboys media and so i think jerry understands in the offseason he still wants to continue to generate that buzz and that noise and, and still being in the a block of every talk show hours on the networks all over the place and still talking about in the in the article that they print online and on social media i think he still knows that i think he still knows as long as he doesn't completely and verbally close the door that people will continue to drum up stories about start doing all the numbers and the capologists will come out and they'll say well if they can do this and change this so i think that's the first part that jerry understands that as long as i keep that door um uh open mysteriously or somehow this faint uh, possibility that uh the people will still talk about it and we'll still be in the news the second thing is uh, one thing about jerry is that at times at times he learns from his mistakes and when you look at what Zeke had become to the Cowboys media, to the Cowboys fan base, Zeke went from uh, a darling and then he kind of had his lows and they turned on him and then they loved him again. And in that part, Jerry remembers what happened with Dez. He remembers how that tore the fan base apart. He remembers how the fan base were kind of divided on the whole Tony Dak situation. And so anytime you have a beloved player like Ezekiel Elliott, you kind of want to do it softly. You kind of want this to happen organically. Like, hey, we'll continue to move on to the season and you hope that there's no injuries to your running backs because the first injury that you have is Zeke's not on a football team. His name's going to come up, right? So it's like, if we just organically move away from this thing, while I don't have to say that I'm completely out on Ezekiel Elliott because it's still, it's still, it's still wild to me that if you were going to give Zeke a second chance, then why not just work out something in the first place? Like you, mm-hmm. you, you, you let him go without even giving him an opportunity to, to take a pay cut. Mm-hmm. And you didn't even give him a chance to say, you know what? That actually doesn't insult me. I, I actually will take that deal. It was like, nah, we don't want to insult him. So like that, that, like that's the code word for we didn't want to insult him. But really, we, we don't want offering you. you anything. Like, <laughs> yeah. We don't want you. Like we're not offering you nothing. Like nothing. So the whole thing about Zeke coming back is, why why would why would you want a person to come back when you already had him and he didn't have to leave? You let him go. You 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 willingly released him without even giving him a chance to be insulted by a lower number. And now all of a sudden he's gonna come back for that lower number. No, I think this is this is Jerry understanding that as long as I don't completely close the door. People will still speculate about it, and that keeps us in the conversation, which he loves. And then the second part about it is he understands that if I'm too hard 
on this breakup, then I, I, I possibly offend some fans because they begin to say, you know, Jerry, you should have done him better than that. He gave a lot for this football team. What about da, 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 And he doesn't want to create that fraction between the fan base and the football team like it was when they let Dez go and they like it was when they let Tony go. He understands that the, that the fan Mark's base well. yeah. are, are – they, they they live and die with these players and, and how you treat these players and so on and so forth. So he want to make sure that this thing just kind of fades away. Mm-hmm. We get into training camp and things going well. I hope that there's great reports about Tony Pollard. So people just kind of just, we get into the season and it just, it just goes away and you just move on to the next thing. And they'll go, man, you know, Zeke was a really good player mm-hmm. and you, we don't you, have him anymore, but. You talk about, fun. like, the fraction. I mean, does this affect the guys in the room at all? The no, players? no. Do they care? Are they tired of hearing about this? No, I'm, I'm going to tell you something, man. When you first hear it as a player for my group, we were like, oh, man, Big New. Oh, man, we're going to miss Big New. Oh, man. Hey, Stone, you ready to play? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you got – you know, uh, you, you, you feel Zeke, like I say, but – uh, good, good theory anyway, Jess. Probably the right theory. Uh, but my, my my bottom line is this right here. Uh, if Zeke was to come back, I think he would be mature enough. I don't think he'll fracture that that deal. Yeah. Uh, it'll it'll put some guys on hold, you know. Uh, and maybe you don't want to do that, but uh, Zeke Zeke is not bad for this team. He's you know at least that's what I feel. No. You know he's not bad he's, for the team. He's not but, bad in the right role. Yeah, and so but this is the thing that's going. Um, he already done faded away. I think it must like just say like Mr. Jones just in the media he wanted you know, but in the locker room, ain't nobody looking around trying to. Hey, wait, Zeke, man, we, uh, <laughs> he's already uh, gone. He huh? gone, bro. <laughs> he gone. Believe that. I, Rico Dotto ain't looking for Zeke. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ronald Jones ain't looking for Zeke. <laughs> and the little six-round uh, pick Davis ain't, looking, ain't for looking for Zeke. Duke Vaughn ain't looking for Zeke. Tony Pollard ain't looking for Zeke. Zeke. Uh-uh. Now, they'll get in front of the media as they as they should. They'll go, well, you know, Zeke was a good friend. He's a good teammate. Leader. You but know, that's whoa. the unwritten law. Yeah, that, that's the unwritten law that is spoken. Like, when you hate to lose a guy, but, you, but I promise you, like, when they let – Rico Dado was happy about that. Like, not in a mm. negative sense. And like, you know, uh, uh, he was like, you know what? Yeah. More reps for me, more opportunities for me. Yeah. So guys in that room are not like, hey, bring back Zeke. Now, if he comes back, they'll do the right thing and say, our brother is back and we'll make we'll make it work. But uh, trust me, the guy that, that Zeke's reps are gonna get snatched up from, that, that Zeke's gonna snatch up reps from, they ain't happy that if he comes back. They, you know, they're not they're not worried about Mr. Jones saying it, but when they, when Zeke departed, the next guy goes, all right, there there goes another 15 to 20 reps that I have the potential to get. Yeah. Now, however that breaks down in my favor or, you know, whatever, but there's now there, – there's 15 to 20 reps that have now opened up that I have an opportunity in, tra- in OTAs and minicamp and training camp to win those routes. If, it, you know, Tony Pollard, whenever he's ready to go full-time, you know, uh, I, I got to make my way. I, I got I to show these coaches that – you know, I'm ready for that. Whatever that role is, whatever that next role is for me, I got to show them that I'm ready for it. And I, now I have 15 to 20 more opportunities to do so because Zeke is not here. They have, it's, it's, it's perfect. They, they are set up now perfect because you got the 20 reps that Tony would get. Mm-hmm. And then, like Jesse said, the Rico Dottle, the, the, little, the little guy, the other little guy, 
little six round pick, uh, Jones. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, now, now, now you find out what they do well, and and you and that's what you cater to. So now, now you still got thirty touches. Uh, 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 yeah, thirty touches. The twenty that my man gonna get, the ten or fifteen, you know, mm-hmm. that the other guy is gonna get. But the, the the guy who's gonna win is that guy that can play third down. If I'm giving Rico Dottle or any of these guys, if you really want to win, be able to handle third down blitzes. The mm. guy that can step forward and handle these blitzes the best, that's the guy that's going to get them extra yeah. reps. Yeah. And then other things are falling in your lap. You know what I'm saying? Other things are falling in your lap. You agree, Jess? Are you there with me? Yeah, I agree with you 100%. The biggest yeah. thing you want to do is find a way down the field. Yeah, I, if I can find my way on the field, good, you know, like like whether it's third downs, whether it's whatever it is, short yardage, whatever. Yes. It is, if I can find my way into the rotation, into the good graces of the coaches in their rotation, then what end up happening is as the year goes on, they find more and more opportunities trust. for me, and that's all I want. I just want opportunity. I want trust from the coaches. I yeah. want opportunities. When, when, when the situation calls for, and you know, in these games, the, the thing about sports is that you can't predict what's going to happen down in, down out. You know, you can come in as a backup one day, and the starter can twist his ankle on the first play of the game. Yeah. You can come in as a backup, and you know, the, the the guy goes down, and now all of a sudden he's out three to four weeks. And now you have an opportunity to come in. We see it all the time with guys were backups, and all of a sudden the guy in front of him goes out, and he, the backup guy comes in and he surges to 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 the ascension of the starter and builds a name for himself, and that can get you some money down the line. So it's all about how can I create opportunities for cho- coaches to trust me to get into the rotation. Look at the so Miami. Let's heat. trust. The, let's trust and believe. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's trust and believe that we're going to continue to do great wow. things. In this third segment, in this third segment, we're going to talk about Chris Sims said Dak is ranked. I want to talk about something, man. Quarterbacks. I want to talk about something what do you want special. To talk about? How you get folks to get get you what them shirts? Mm. <laughs> I'll tell you. Looking good. On the other side of this break, this is hanging with the boys. Stay right here. These shirts. Where you get these shirts from? <laughs> Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't really care fan, a we got them next time fan or we'll never win again fan, a here for the tailgate fan or a first one through the gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier too. So whether you're a here every week fan or haven't been here in years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great seats. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. 
Blockchain.com. Trusted by millions. Trusted by America's team. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the star and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Back to hanging with the boys. Schedule is set and limited tickets for the 2023 Dallas Cowboys season. AT&T Stadium are available now. Don't miss your chance to see your Cowboys live at AT AT&T Stadium when they host the NFC East rival Eagles, Giants, and Commanders, plus the Rams, Seahawks, Patriots, Lions, and Jets. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash tickets or SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. Brought to you by Wingstop. I I went went and looked on SeatGeek the other day. Um, I was looking at the Jets game. I got some, you know, people from Jersey. I was like, hey, I want to come out for the Jets game. I, I, I was just curious, like, looking at tickets. Boy, yeah. Jerry gets it, man. Yeah, Mr. He, Jones. I was looking at, like, 50-yard like fifty yard line lower bowl tickets for a Jets game uh, in the 100 section. Mm. Over $2,000 yeah, per bet. ticket. Yeah. Ooh. Man, they're not losing money over there. Man, we, should, money. we need to win that game. Too. No, no, no. <laughs> we need to win that game. He's getting that money. <laughs> Speaking about quarterbacks, uh, of course, that game is going to be featured with Aaron Rodgers, first Dak Prescott. But Chris Sims came out, and he ranked Dak 13th among quarterbacks behind guys like Kirk Cousins and Daniel Jones and Matthew Stafford. It has him third in the division. I think we all are on the other side of agree, disagree in this conversation. But 13th best. Do what he based it on, Jess? 13 better quarterbacks. I don't know. He, I think, you know, a, a, I think Chris Sims, I think Chris Sims is part of that PFF oh, okay. personnel type situation. And he's looking for that, you know, so many guys now are looking for the next hot shot thing to say. Right. And mm-hmm. again, you, you say it about the Dallas Cowboys and about this quarterback in Dak Prescott. Did you put him 13th in the National Football League? I, I just – I think that's that's a lot of clickbait from a guy like Chris Sims who you would hope would have a little bit better understanding of the quarterback position. Yeah, he's got – I mean, like Jesse mentioned, Kirk Cousins is 12th, Daniel Jones, the Giants is 11th, Stafford's 10th. I mean, you got to think he's a – I mean, would you put him above those three and make him a top ten candidate? Yeah, yeah. Quarterback? Yeah, you know, it's can you protect the ball, mm-hmm. and that's what it's going to come down to this year, uh, especially with the new offense. Is Dak willing to protect the ball? Because mm-hmm. now, is C.D. Lamb willing to step up and do the extra studying? Is I know Cook is. He's shown to be that type of veteran. Uh, is Michael Gallup willing to, to be that guy? Mm-hmm. And is Jalen Tobert, is he walking around with the playbook stamped to his head? <laughs> now, I'm, I'm being honest. Because if, if they're not, with them four preseason games, you don't want to be one in three. I, I, I keep telling New York and New York, 
Mm-hmm. They, they they love them so great till they named them twice. New York, New York. <laughs> they love the city so great. Come on, man. We yeah. need those two games. We need one of those two games. Is, we cannot come out of there without that. Does the fact that Prescott is has got a, you know, he's staring at an extension here that he's got to get worked out. Does that factor into this at all? His play, what's ahead? Man, I think they're gonna give him an extension anyway. What you think, Jess? I think they're giving that to him anyway. I really do. So. I'm just praying that the receivers and the quarterback, to, yeah. the way that's set up, if they want to sign in, these other guys are looking for extensions or, or new deals. They've, they've got to extend Dak, it looks like. Yeah, I do think the extension will happen for Dak, but what that number will look like, what those guarantees will look like, will definitely determine course of play. If Dak comes out early in this year and is on that same turnover carousel that he was, at least like he ended the year last year, that, that hurts the bottom line. That hurts the product. And every anytime you're not doing anything good, that means you're doing something bad, and that overall hurts the product. So for Dak, while an extension is looking him in the face, for him and his representatives, I'm sure they want to get this thing done before the season starts because if the season, if the season starts, and again, some may say Dak isn't injury prone. Some may say Dak is hinting injury prone. Some may say he's injury prone. You do not know how these things are going to shake out week in and week out. Thumbs, shoulders, knees, ankles, you know, head, shoulders, knees, and toes. You just never know how stuff is going to work out, you know, week in and week out in the National Football League. You're upright one second, and then you're getting carted off the next second. That's the reality of the football game that we that we love to play and to watch. So for Dak, the extension is looking at him in the face, right? That 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 makes the sense. That makes the most sense, and it makes the smart money sense if they're going to sign these other guys. But if you don't get it done before the season, and you you continue another season and you lead the league in turnovers or you have an injury, that will affect the bottom dollar number. Like that that's that's factual because people aren't going to pay top dollar for a guy who's injured. People aren't going to pay a top dollar for a guy who for two years, who, you know, if he has turnovers or problems again next year, two years in a row is at the top of the league in turnovers. That becomes now sort of a trend and people looking at that saying, well, oh, this is, this is, this is what's happening. Then uh, I don't know if we can give them all this money right now. Yeah. So I think it was Steven yesterday. It might've been Jerry. They both spoke. Um, you know, they've got some other guys they need, they're trying to sign new deals with extensions, Diggs, Steele, I think Biotish is in there, Lamb. Parsons down the road can they said that they'd like to get two or three done this summer but they also said none of that is affected by what has to happen with Dak is that true can they make all these other deals if they don't know where their quarterback stands on his contract uh me I I don't know what their priority list is uh Mm -hmm. So, you know, what their money situation is, I, I'm not a capologist. So, yeah, you, uh, you, Jesse, you have any thoughts on that? Because I've been known Mr. Jones, he's too much of a wizard and have wizards <laughs> working for him that when he wants to get something done, I've seen him work magic. So, uh, I'm going to stay out of that one. That's Absolutely. above my pay grade. Yeah. Absolutely. And and that's the thing that we've come to now in the National Football League is you can make all these numbers jump. You can have all you can you can you can Simone Biles and gymnastic jump all these numbers and contracts and what you sign to today. If you need to make that restructure that contract or change this around and create voided years and all that stuff now is, is so readily um, available to, um, you know, to front offices. 
It's all about if they want to do it. We look across the league all the time. You you constantly say, how does this team still have money to do stuff? How does that team still have money to do stuff? Like, I thought they were in cap hell. And now eventually it'll catch up to you down the road, but you can keep kicking this can and kicking this can and kicking this can, uh, you know, down the road. And, and eventually we all get to a point where, you know, we're going to need a new you know, new quarterback. And so you, it's, it's going to reset because you're not going to be paying the 40, 50, 60 million dollars a year for a quarterback because now that quarterback's on his rookie deal and it kind of it'll reset itself later on down the line. Yeah. It may not be profitable for the team because you'll be in a rebuilding mode. But again, you can always make this thing do whatever you want it to do in terms of the numbers and creating cap space and cap room uh, to 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 sign the players that you most importantly want to sign to their deals. But out of that, you know, take Dak out of the equation, out of that other group, but it sounds like they've reached out to, to Diggs, people, Lambs. If I'm Steel, I think I'm running to the ownership right now. But who out of that group do you think would be the priority? Just whoever steps up? or CD Lamb. CD Lamb. What do you think, Nate? CD Lamb, then, then, then Diggs, then Steel. Steel still will be an easier, yeah, easier I, fix. If I'm still, I'm looking at it like Jalen Smith a few years ago when Zeke was up and these other guys. I'm like, give me my money now because who knows, who knows what's going to happen. Now they're going to have to pay Steel. They're going to have to pay Steel. I mean, it's, it'll be an easier fix with Steel. That's why I ain't got him prior. It'll be an easier fix. But Diggs can get kind of tricky and Lamb can get kind of tricky depending on, you know. Who you're talking to and what you what you're working with, you know. Nice. Yes, yeah, Steel's deal. Steel's deal will be the easiest of the three deals yeah. to make, right? Because yeah. he's the lowest yeah. and kind of like you know, like does he, he he has a little bit of wiggle room, a little bit of leverage, but not much leverage, you know. So it's like his deal for a right tackle is kind of almost set in stone. When you when you when you want to when you start dealing with the skill guys like a Diggs, like a like a CD Lamb. And now you start talking about, I want to be paid as one of the best DBs. I want to be paid as one of the best receivers in the league. And so those numbers now, if it's a dollar more than what the other guy got, or if it's a dollar more than what the other highest paid DB got, that those are the contracts that really can kind of begin to, 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 to stick you a little bit because now you're talking about a receiver that's going to be making somewhere upwards between 16 to $20 million a season. Right. That, like that's that's going to be the number for C.D. Lamb. And 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 that's a lot of money to commit to. Like when you think about it, like you'll 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 have committed to four players in most NFL teams. If you look at the way that they're um, <clears throat> constructed out of the 50, 60 guys that they have on their roster, majority of the salary cap goes to about five to seven players. Yes. Mm-hmm. Quarterback tackle in corner receiver maybe another pass catcher right so like most of those guys most of your most of your salary cap is eaten up by between five to seven players on every nfl roster you can look at it five to seven players make up a large majority of uh the money in the salary cap so uh if i'm still i I agree i'm running to the table saying hey sign me first let's let's get me out the way let's get me out the way i'll I'll put in whatever things you need to put in but it's going to be for the diva positions, you know, for the for the skill position, those are going to be the guys who want to to make that splash and say, and their agency as well. Hey, my receiver is the highest paid receiver. Even if it, if it's by fifty cents, 
I can say that I'm the highest paid receiver in the National Football League, and I'll, and and their owners, their, their their representation can say the same. Yep, true. Wow, that's nice. Is that it? That's all we got, I fellas. That's so. all we got, man. Good close. Chris, yeah. is this our last? Show? All right, man. Correct. This is your last show. Mm, we're this, off. It's our break too. Hey, Chris. Oh. Chris. Yes. Is this our last show? Really, Nate? Yes, Nate. You can take. You can go drive across the country Chris is if you saying, want. Thank God it's our last show. <laughs> He's ready. Nate, but whatever you do, make sure make sure your license isn't suspended. Don't okay. don't Ooh. don't do that. Yeah, don't make okay. sure your license is is suddenly. Unemployed. But no, hey, fellas, and, and this. Yeah, I know. You'll find can yourself we get, Can we get you – who is your shirt people, Jess? We, you didn't, you supposed to have brought that back when we teased. Who is your shirt people? <laughs> I bought this shirt. I bought this shirt. Is that a Holly? For $10. Is that a Holly there that's you on your shirt? Hollister. <laughs> I, I am a bargain shopper. I'm a bargain shopper. I, I don't like paying a lot of money for stuff. Um, so a lot of my stuff, when you you guys know, when you get to a certain age, is it comfortable? Does it fit? Like that's where I'm at in my <laughs> yeah. life. Okay. I, yeah. Like I'm, that's it. Is it comfortable? It doesn't fit. I just like mine to have a little bit more color than yours, Nate. That's okay. all. All right. All right, brother Holly. All right. All right. Hope man. your brother win. After yeah. mini camps, he will win. He Enjoy will win. He will tonight. win. But after after mini camp. Yes, you know it. After mini camp, the Cowboys will have seven weeks off. So let's keep our fingers crossed that nobody gets in trouble. Nobody mm-hmm. gets themselves into anything that will embarrass themselves, their families, the organization, and cost them a job. Talking to you, boss man, fat. Stay out of trouble, my brother. <laughs> All right, man. For Kurt, for Nate, for uh, for Chris in the back, for Audio Jazz, for Bro William, Bro William. Brother William Ham, all of those guys. Hey, I hey, am Zaddy Holly. Jess, this is yes, our last yes, show. Yes, Nate. This is our last show. <laughs> this is our last yes, show. Yes, Nate, this is this, this our last show for, uh, for seven weeks until we get to training camp. And then once we get to training camp, we'll wrap this thing back up, yeah. man. Uh, you going to for, Zaddy, for Zaddy hope, Holly. Call. For who? Nate, can I ride with you? Sorry. Yeah, no. No, nah, you can't. Nah, you know where that shirts. lands. Not with them shirts. waiting on the porch. <laughs> oh, we better get out of here, Holly, man. man. And most importantly, thank you guys for, for kicking it with us, staying with us, man. You're the family. We appreciate you all. We'll see you guys in seven weeks at the start of training camp. The trailer parks, here I come. <laughs> this is Hanging with the Boys. We out. We out. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this,